If you look real close at the firefighters battling wildfires in California, some are wearing yellow and some are wearing orange. The firefighters in orange are prison inmates. More than 4,000 low-level offenders are assigned to conservation camps run by the state corrections department, and they supplement the state's wildfire fighting teams like this inmate featured in a California Department of Corrections video. Out there on the fire line is real dangerous, so you have to be prepared for the unknown. All the prison firefighters are volunteers, but they're trained and treated like members of the wildfire teams. Franco, 16-4. Al Jazeera America correspondent Sarah Hoy went to see these inmates in action firsthand and joins me to talk more about this program. Sarah, what surprised you most about this? It is something that the public doesn't necessarily know. Here they have almost 4,000 of these inmate firefighters who are really the guys on the front lines and girls who are on the front lines of these ferocious fires. And it's not just that they combat these big fires that are picking up with the Santa Ana winds or dealing with the droughts, but these are also the men and women who keep the cities and these towns safe when the fires aren't raging, because they're the ones who have to clean the brush. They're the ones who go and and, uh, fix treetops to make sure that things don't escalate out of control. So they really are the first response. And what I think what what it is, instead of being what's different about this time or more so, is that people just don't know that these are inmates. Talk about paying your debt to society. I mean, they're doing this in a way that really puts their lives in danger, does it not? I mean, are, are they trained to be firefighters? And what concern is there in that area? This is absolutely putting their lives in danger, just like uh, your your civilian firefighters would. The difference with the California program and the conservation program there is that this is one of the most rigorous training programs out there. There are a number of states who employ inmates to do this type of work. However, the training that the folks receive in California exceeds anywhere else around the country. So they're actually trained by Cal Fire, which is the state's division of firefighting. Uh, so these guys can actually come out and get a job within, within the state organization. So, and, the, and the women as well, because there are, there are several hundred women who do this, do this as well. But the point here is that they are highly, highly trained, and they continue to have this training. Just like a teacher or a nurse would have to return for continuous training, so did the inmate firefighters out in California. What kind of training do they go through, and, and is this a volunteer thing, or are they sentenced to it? Is it mandated? Are they chosen? How do they get selected for this? So this is a volunteer position. Now, you also have to meet the requirements. So let's say you wanted to volunteer for this. You also have to be physically fit. You have to pass the physical requirements and the test for that, as well as also uh, have a certain mindset. And you have to be a low-level offender, right? You can't have a very violent past to be convicted of something violent that's on the California Penal Code. Some of the folks that we interviewed did have assault or assault with a deadly weapon, but based on how the criminal code is and also their, their behavior behind bars allows you to be in this specific camp. It's not for everybody. Not everybody, everybody can be there. But these are really the people who probably have the highest chance of being rehabilitated and returning to the community without doing other crimes once they're out. These are, these are very special people that they look for. And also when I say in terms of a very certain mindset, you have to join this camp, join your team, join your crew, and you have to be 100% in because you are responsible for the man or the woman next to you. So when you go out, you have to not only learn how to take care of things that are in front of you. I mean, we're talking about people who are carrying 30, 40, 50 pounds of gear up hills, up 
terrain, 20 miles hiking in to get to some of these places. This is not for just anybody to raise their hand and think, I want a day out outside. This is serious work. It's, it's very grueling, treacherous. So they are looking for a very, very specific person, just as though Cal Fire, the state agency, would be looking for a very specific person to be a firefighter. So this isn't something that's um, for the faint-hearted, and it's not for, for just your average inmate. And it is a volunteer position. They are not forced to do this. You know, some people might say, oh, it's kind of like a chain gang. Not necessarily. This isn't something you see in the movies uh, where people are forced to go outside. This is something that they are volunteered for, they volunteer for, excuse me, and they also have to pass a series of tests and continue to pass a series of tests while they were in this position. There are some estimates that there are more than 4,000 uh, inmates taking part in this and, and included in this. Uh, the, the state of California is really getting a lot of uh, cheap fire labor out of this, if they had to pay all of these 4,300 as firefighters, that'd be pretty expensive, wouldn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, they're saving taxpayers in the state of California millions of dollars every year. Um, so, yes, you know, this is, this, this is cheap labor. And do they get some time off for good behavior for taking part in this? Uh, in terms of time off their sentence, that's on an individual case basis. Not everybody receives that. Uh, that also probably depends on what you come in with in terms of your charge, your conviction, etc. Uh, some of the folks that mean that, like I said, one of which may have had some time taken off, another one didn't. So some of these people, there really is no cost-benefit to them in the end, but they want to do it because they want to do it. In terms of money, some of them do receive, I mean, they get paid for this, obviously. You're looking at a very uh, low recidivism rate. The people who complete this program generally don't come back to jail. They've learned a new skill set. They've had a different kind of outlook, and when they do this, they just kind of change their mentality a lot of times. So you have some people who work in the prison system who believe that those who are locked up will always be trouble. Once you do something, you always do it again no matter what you do. There's another camp that also says that's not true, that if you give people real skills and you give them something to look forward to on their way out, they won't come back. We met a young gentleman who said he absolutely does not want to be behind bars again, and he can't believe what he was doing while he was out. It was something that he really thinks about, and he wasn't just blowing smoke, just wasn't saying it to me or wasn't saying it because his lieutenant was standing nearby. This is something you could definitely see that he believed in. Most of the people on the fire crew said the same thing to us, that this was something that also kind of gave them a new lease, where it's, it's the hard work they like, but also understanding that now they have something that they can actually do. You know, if you're in a situation where you kind of have hopelessness and despair, and you feel as though there's nothing out there for you, you're going to do whatever it takes to get by. Well, now if you have a legitimate skill set, whether that's fighting fires, chopping trees, fixing tree chops, you know, you now have a tangible skill that you can go out and get employed with. You know, with firefighters, uh, th there is this uh, mentality among them that you you really have to trust the other firefighters as your brothers uh, to take Correct. care of you and to take care of the team. Is there any distrust among the regular firefighters about working with these inmates? How do they get along? They absolutely cannot have that mistrust. And if that mistrust does exist, they need to work with a different crew, right? It's that crucial because we've observed some of these fires, whether you're standing there on the front lines watching them burn or you're behind your television consoles at home. This is not something to play around with. This is not a joke and it's not and it's not a game. So there can't be mistrust among the inmates as well as their Cal fire crews. That Cal fire chief captain has to trust those coming up the line behind him. A lot of times these guys are walking around with a running chainsaw. You can't hear. You can only be able to know where people are by 
movements and, and, and punches on a shoulder, right? So without that trust, you could lose a limb, you could fall off of a hill, or you could be, you know, uh, enveloped in flames. So you, you really do have to trust each other. It's not just the inmates, but it's also also the crews. Wildfires uh, aren't necessarily uh, something that's uh, unique to California. They happen all over the place. But there are other states who are in just as bad uh, financial trouble. Is this a model for other states in the country to use their inmates in a, in a way other than just sitting in a jail? It potentially could. I think Cal Fire kind of leads the way with how they deal with this. So it's something that if it is going to be used as a model, there has to be quite a great deal of support as well as organizational setting up, meaning that this is not something that you could just say, listen, we have fires here. We want to use our inmates. Let's send them out, which other states do do uh, with very limited training, uh, which is which is not the most ideal situation. So if this is something that is going to be replicated places, it really does need to be studied and implemented properly, or else you're going to have a terrible, terrible mess on your hands. Have any of these inmates uh, ever been injured or killed or uh, escaped? Uh, the ones we talked to, no. And uh, there are, that's not to say that there haven't been inmate firefighters who have been killed in, uh, among the crew that we were with, that, that wasn't the case. Um, but it does, it does happen just like with your, your general civilian firefighters. So there are, there are issues with that. In terms of escape, one thing you don't want to do is run off of a fire crew line, right? You're, you're, you're so close to, to getting out and it's a lower, it's a lower, uh, facility in terms of, you know, security that these guys are at. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to mess this up. You mess this up. You're not getting out, so it's not really advantageous for you to run when you're when you're in a situation working with these fire crews. So the takeaway then is for people to when they pass one of these firefighting crews to maybe take a second look and offer a little gratitude to to these inmates, or at least understand how they're being used. Correct. I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of times people don't know, like we we, we started this out with, right? You know, they they're they're in their orange uniforms, but sometimes people don't necessarily know that that they could be inmates. And one of the things that a lot of these guys say is. When they're doing something and when someone acknowledges them, that feeling of gratitude is something that just stays with them. You know, talking to these men after they've come off a 20-mile hike of training, to see their face light up when they talk about how they saved someone's home with a garden hose because they just happened to be in the right place at the right time and to have a mother come out and just express her gratefulness just to see them light up by being able to, like, they're doing something good. So even just to give a nod or to say a thank you goes such a long way. That's Al Jazeera America correspondent Sarah Hoy reporting on California's inmate firefighters. You can watch her story on Al Jazeera America. One final note, California estimates the inmates save the state between 80 and $100 million annually on its wildfire fighting bill. I'm Steve Grzanich, and this is Rivet.